Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. All right, today we finish up our series called Restore Your Roar. We're not going to finish up Restoring Your Roar. We're just going to finish the series, okay? We're going to keep working on that all of 2021 getting you to where you're supposed to be, getting you back to the levels you're supposed to be. Today is called Get Back in the Groove. There was a day years ago where, I, and I know they're kind of popular again, but we used to have a record player. We didn't, you know, but when I was coming up, we didn't have CDs or DVDs or digital downloads. We had old-fashioned record players. And what would happen is if you would... Um, if you would put that needle, and, and, and some of them, I mean, some of the fancy ones, you push a button and it would load for you and the needle would come over. But the record player I had was in a little box, the first one. And I had to move the needle over myself. And if you had the wrong groove on that thing, it would not only not play right, it would skip. You get part of the song and then it would move to the next part of the song. You'd be like, oh man you got to get it back in the groove. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Getting your life back in the groove when everything has hit you, but the kitchen sink and sometimes even that. We're going to talk about the passage in 2 Samuel chapter 6 when David, King David had it in his heart to bring the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God, representing the presence of the Holy Spirit, bring it back to Israel. It had been... It had been kidnapped by the Philistines for many years under King Saul's leadership, and David wanted to take it back, and he was so excited that he didn't read the Bible. I don't know if you know that story. He's so excited he didn't read the Bible. He just said, hey, here's a good idea. Let it, let's put the ark on a cart led by some cows, and, uh, and, and we'll bring it back. And they got a few paces, and all of a sudden the Bible says that the ox, the, the cows started to stumble. And the young man in whose father's home this thing had been for years had become so familiar with that ark that the Bible says his name was Uzzah and he, he put out his hand to steady it. And what the Bible says is that he disrespected or he was familiar, he was overly familiar and he died because he touched the ark incorrectly. And when David heard it, he was upset he sent the ark back to where it was. He kind of pouted a little bit. He kind of cried out to God, God, what's going on? I don't know what to do. And suddenly somebody gave him the idea, hey, why don't we read the Bible? Let's look at the, let's look at the word. And he found out that in Joshua's time, the ark had to be carried on the shoulders of the priests. It wasn't supposed to go on a cart. Well, it couldn't, couldn't be carried on a milk truck. It had to be carried in a special way. Part of the premise of this whole thing. Now, David, he sees, he gets a revelation. He's, he's excited. And he says, okay, I know how to bring this back now. And 2 Samuel 6, verse 14, it says, Then David danced before the Lord with all of his might. 
And David was wearing a linen ephod. He was wearing the priestly garment, not the kingly garment. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord was shouting and with the sound of a trumpet or a ram's horn. And now as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, his wife, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord and she despised him in her heart. Now the trumpets always represent jubilee, proclaim freedom and liberty throughout all the land. But at this moment, here's this atmosphere of God as David is dancing and jumping and whirling about. And this atmosphere is there. But there's somebody looking out of a window who didn't know the atmosphere, discern the atmosphere, want the atmosphere, respect the atmosphere. And she despised his expression of praise. She despised it and him in her heart, the Bible says. So they bring the ark back. Verse 20 now says from the message, so David returned home to bless his family and Michael, Saul's daughter, came out to greet him and said, and you can kind of see what she's doing here. She's very um, sarcastic, if you will. How wonderfully the king has distinguished himself today exposing himself to the eyes of the servants' maids like some burlesque street dancer. David replied to Michael, in God's presence, I'll dance all I want to. What I've always said is, you ain't seen nothing yet. Good, a few people know that, that one anyway. You probably know it more from commercials than you do from the real deal. David replied to Michael, in God's presence, I'll dance all I want. Now here's, here's David responding to sarcasm. He chose me over your father. Now if you're a young groom, please don't mention your wife's parents ever in any derogatory way. You only speak of them with kindness, honor, integrity, and wisdom. And all the men that made the previous mistakes said together, Amen. Amen. <laughs> he chose me over your father and the rest of our family and made me prince over God's people over Israel. Oh yes, I'll dance to God's glory more recklessly even than this. As far as I'm concerned, I'll gladly look like a fool but among these maids you're so worried about, I'll be honored no end. Michael, Saul's daughter, was barren the rest of her life. Let's pray together one more time. God, would you open the eyes of our heart? Let the Spirit of the Lord come and raise up a standard in this place today. We proclaim liberty and freedom throughout the land. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to welcome those of you watching, and I want to remind all of you in the room and all of you watching to like right now and share, whether on YouTube or Facebook or TwitFace, whatever you want to do. Do it all and get the word out to everybody else. If you didn't see last Sunday's message, I'm not going to review it. I don't have time, but it's simple but important. You need to look at it in the archives on nowchurch.com. 
This message today was birthed in a conversation I had with Pastor Steve Kelly, my pastor from Virginia Beach, Virginia, Wave Church. He shared a funny story with me a couple weeks ago. Vacationing as he and his wife do after Christmas, uh, they usually have been going away the last few years, just the two of them. They're empty nesters like we are and kids are grown. Now grandkids are popping forth and and they uh, go away for like 10 days at the end of the old year, the beginning of the new year, just the two of them together, just to be together and seek God. So this year they went to Montego Bay, Jamaica, where we took a missions trip many years ago, a few years ago. And as they were walking down along the shoreline, they saw this catamaran advertising a sunset cruise. And so Pastor Steve said, oh, honey, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be romantic just go out on a sunset cruise? So they paid their money and they showed up a couple hours later. <clears throat> they went out on the sunset cruise, but once out to sea, he looked around and kind of noticed that the boat was filled with mostly young people, mostly college-age students or young adults. And as a DJ got up and started to play music, these young people got up and went, started to go crazy. And they realized it wasn't a sunset cruise, it was a party boat. And he said that they felt like a piano at a Church of Christ convention. Here they were, for those who don't know Church of Christ, they don't like music, but anyway, that's it. As the music cranked up, the craziness ensued and alcohol everywhere and a strange smelling sense of fragrance of weed that they hadn't smelled in a long time. And Steve looked at his wife and said, what are we doing here? One young couple, as the people started to dancing and the tunes were going, one young couple were so amazingly inspiring everyone to get up and dance. The boat, the boat went crazy, and this, this people, these people were making their way, and they, were, they, were almost, they, they got Steve and Sharon to stand up, at least move. They got everybody to dance. They were so happy. And then the boat stopped at Margaritaville, which is a, is a touristy place where you get food and there's water sports and stuff. So the boat stopped there for a little while, and then... Everybody got back on the boat and the atmosphere had changed. And the music cranked up, but nobody was dancing. And somebody told Stephen Sharon, the couple that was getting everybody to dance had an argument in the restaurant. And now, not only are they not dancing, nobody else is dancing either. And Pastor Steve said, the Lord just spoke to his heart just really quickly because it destroyed the whole celebration. He said they lost their dance. And when he said that, it just something went off inside of me about restore your roar. There are moments when we in life through circumstances lose our dance. The problem is not just what happens to you. The problem is that a chain reaction causes everyone else to lose theirs too. What I've been trying to say over the last few weeks is that no matter what happens in this life, God is still a good God. 
He's still better to us than we deserve. He's still worthy of praise. He's still worthy of worship. At the toughest year, at the end of a tough year and the most challenging year for many of our lives, God is still faithful. And he still loves you and he still loves me. And he hadn't forgotten us. And and though things didn't go necessarily like we all thought they would or should, thank God you're not God and I'm not God. He's still God, right? And he's still worthy of our praise. But you have to restore your roar. You have to get back in the groove so you don't skip. Whether you realize it or not, you're having an effect on other people. You're counting, especially as a believer. The Bible says as a Christian, you carry an atmosphere of God Everywhere you go, you carry an atmosphere of the presence of God, not just when you read your Bible out loud or not when you're just preaching something or telling people about God. Those are important things. But the word says that you carry this treasure of the Ark of the Covenant in earthen vessels, in you and me, in all of our humanity, God still fills us. And his atmosphere is supposed to permeate you to the point where other people sense God on you even when you're not doing anything Christian. I believe the Lord is challenging us. And I would say it this way. It's time to take back your dance. It's time to take it back. It's time to take back your dance. Take back that dance. Too many people have lost their way taking life way too seriously for the last year and beyond. You lost your fire, you lost your zeal, you lost your joie de vie. I don't even speak French. The joy of living. Your reason for being. I love the passage in Nehemiah 8 where the wall of Jerusalem was rebuilt and the people gathered together in the public square for the first time in decades to hear the word. The Bible says they read the Bible aloud publicly. And as they did, folks stood up on their feet without being asked to and began to clap their hands and began to shout, amen. The leaders gave their understanding of what they read and the people spontaneously started shouting, amen, amen. They were so moved, the Bible says they began to cry and cry because God's word was coming forth and they could understand it. Until Nehemiah with Ezra, the priests, made this statement. I'm sure you're familiar with most of it. Nehemiah 8.10. Nehemiah says, it's not time to cry. Go your way. Eat the fat. Drink the sweet. And send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our God. When you announce this day is holy to our God in most churches, people go into solemn Silence. Because they think God's holiness is one faceted. I grew up in a church that made you feel like you were in a library. Shh! Amen! Shh! Nehemiah brings correction. This day is holy to the Lord. Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. My friends, if you lose your dance, you've lost your joy. And if you lose your joy, you lost your dance. 
celebrate every step of restoration. That's what these people were doing in the square. Listen, happiness comes from many sources. But true joy comes from God alone. Now this may surprise you. I know most every one of you here in Ocala, North Central Florida, Gainesville, the villages, especially now church people, whether you're in the room or watching online, I know most every, everyone here was born into sainthood. And you're raised to love God and stand free from compromise, which is the greatest testimony ever that you never rebelled. I love that. But your pastor used to go out to clubs. Not last week. Four decades ago. In the 70s, when disco hit, we had teen discos in the Orlando area where I grew up. My favorite was called Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. Sergeant Pepper's had a Beatles theme, and, it, and you had to be a teenager. There was no alcohol there, and you had to really be 18 and under. I was about 14. You know, middle school was, uh, let's all skate. You know, it was like skating rink time. By eighth grade, we're going to the movies on the weekends. But by ninth grade, for me, disco was hitting full force. And the girls that I wanted to be with weren't at the skating rink. And you couldn't see them at the movies. So we went to the teen disco, Sgt. Pepper's. There was all kinds of places. They weren't bars because you couldn't drink. But you could go in and you could dance. And we did. I wish I could play you some of the songs that just, just a little bit because it would take you down memory lane. Some of you would know right away. Aw, freak out. <laughs> but if we play the songs, if we play the songs, they mute us on YouTube and on, and on Facebook. They, they sent us a mute last week for playing Danny Gokey's song at the end. They muted us. That's another old prophetic word. The church is about to be unmasked and unmuted. That's what I believe. Unmuzzled. Devil's trying to muzzle people. So we would go out and listen, by no means did we, that I at 14 or 15 have a pure purpose in going to the club. We wanted to have fun. We wanted to lower inhibitions. We wanted to meet girls. Some songs, you'd hear two notes. I can hear it in my ears. Hear two notes and you'd be up. Oh, this is, I, I am dancing to this one. <laughs> the intro to Groove Line by Heatwave. This little, da, 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 this little guitar. And it's like, I'm up. Anybody remember that song, Groove Line? Nobody in the whole place. <laughs> They're all at home. <laughs> Waiting for their shot. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. It's because I'm in the age group now. It's about. <clears throat> Look, I know that some of you raised in churches that frowned upon dance expression because it infused with, it was, it can be infused with carnality and stir up the flesh. However, dancing in the Bible also serves holy purposes. It's about the motivation of your heart. 
I love the baby stage with our five grandkids. I love that place where the where where, where the where they get about a year, year and a half. We got a five month old now, and then the rest are Alana's going to be three in a few weeks. But I miss that stage where, when you look at a baby, and they just kind of hear music for the first time, and start to just move. <laughs> they they don't know how to move. But they just start to, you know what I mean? Come on. You, and, you, and you look at that, and it's so pure. You know it can't be sinful to dance. It's the most natural thing in the world when music starts moving that you start to move with the music. I love Psalms 30 from the Passion Translation where the psalmist writes, So hear me now, Lord. Show me your famous mercy. Oh God, be my savior and rescue me. Then he broke through and transformed all my wailing into a whirling dance of ecstatic praise. He has torn the veil and lifted from me the sad heaviness of mourning. He wrapped me in the glory garments of gladness. Say that three times fast, glory garments of gladness. My friends, from the lowest depths of a literal dungeon, Paul The apostle wrote Philippians, and he wrote, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, and he he didn't just say rejoice, he said rejoice in the Lord. The message said this way, celebrate God all day, every day, I mean revel in him. Revel means to have a good time and joy and delight in something. Revelry. Rejoice. The word rejoice in the Hebrew in the Old Testament literally means to jump and whirl. It means to jump and spin around, to go, to just be like you just won the lottery. Like you just, oh my, oh, God, God, the revelation of who you are just so excites me when I've disconnected from the world enough. Plugged into God more. One time Paul and Silas praised God so hard in prison that an earthquake hit and freed them. Sometimes in the Old Testament during challenging times, God's people would tear up their clothes and sit in sackcloth and ashes, but the word of God said instead David would cut a rug and tore up a dance floor to glorify God. And David's wife despised his reckless display of praise. And the Bible ties the thought together that because of that, she became barren. She could not produce the next generation because she despised someone's expression. She was joyless. She thought his behavior was unfit for a king. And God made sure she didn't give birth to any princess to perpetuate her religious mindset into the royal family. Dancing in honor and praise of Jesus changes you. Changes you into the royal garb spiritually. Puts on a robe of righteousness on you. I was looking at the word discouragement 
the other day. We have it on a sign in, in our home. The verse that says, you know, I will go with you, be with you wherever you go. Be not discouraged, Joshua. And I looked at it and jumped off the page. Listen, the key to overcoming discouragement is found in its first five letters, D-I-S-C-O. It just jumped off that sign at me and it was right there the whole time. The way you break discouragement is with disco. The Bible says in Isaiah 61, 3, put on the garment of praise to cast off the spirit of heaviness. <clears throat> Amen. We're about to do it in a couple of minutes, so get revved up. In the words of David, let's dance. Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. I didn't say King David. Three people know Bowie. Okay, well, I'm going to pray for you extra. In the words of Taylor Swift, shake it off. Snap out of it. Restore your roar. Cool and the gang said, get your back up off the wall. Dance, come on. Florida's own Harry Casey saying, put on your boogie shoes. My friends, it's time to get back in step with God and his purpose for your life. Take back your dance. The Bible says, count it all joy when you encounter diverse trials and temptations. Knowing that it's working something good. Count it all joy. The word count it all joy is a reckoning word. Reckon it. In other words, have a ledger and see that even when crap hits the fan and you're going through junk, Count it, ledger it. It adds up to God working great things for you, in you, through you. So count it all joy. Count it all joy. He didn't say it is joyful. He didn't say it's great. It feels good when you're going through a trial. He said count it, ledger it, add it up, because at the end of the problem, the equation, it's joy. At the end of the day, God gets the last laugh. My friends, God is working. A couple more things and I'm done. Be consistent expressing your praise. If you want the Holy Spirit to move strongly in your life, there's one dance we don't want you to do. You know what it is. Too many Christians get stuck doing the hokey pokey. You put your whole self into church and God and you put your whole self out. You put your whole self in and then you shake it all about. I don't know what the hokey, I think the hokey pokey is like going around. Do the hokey pokey. Here's the other part. If you're gonna turn yourself around in God, you gotta do it halfway. You don't wanna go all the way around because then you're back where you started. No hokey pokey Christians. It's time to worship God. It's time to dance before him. It's time to lift him up because he's God, not because you feel like it. The Bible says in Hebrews, therefore, let us through him continually offer the sacrifice of praise, which is giving thanks 
unto his name. Not your circumstance. Thanks unto his name. Because he's still good. If your roar was based on you being excited about great stuff happening, it's no wonder you sound more like a cat than a lion. God's favor becomes your protective shield. One of my favorite verses, one of my life verses, Psalm 5, 11, and 12. But let all those rejoice. Remember, that means to spin around, to, to, to whirl and spin, jump up and down and express yourself. Let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy. Shh. I loved my Presbyterian church growing up, but it was Deza's stump. Let all those, and I'm not saying all of them are. I got born again in one as an adult and it was alive. But let me tell you something. Let them ever shout for joy. Why? Because you defend them. You defend the people that trust in you. No matter what they're saying about you on Facebook. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. Everybody say with favor. With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. God surrounds you with a shield of favor. People help you out even if they don't like you. And people like you for reasons they don't understand. Strangers are given to help you because of God on your life. Don't ever take it for granted. It's time to take back your joy. Take back your shout. Take back your praise. Reclaim your life. Take back your freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Take back your dance. In just a moment, PL is going to lead us once again. If you, if you didn't notice, we stopped in our worship time today and let the word come. So we're still right on time. We're even early. In just a moment, we're going to get into praise. Some of you get so, so addicted to one thing, you just freak out when something changes. No, no, no. It's time. If you have trouble expressing yourself, there's a reason. It's time to get beyond your personality excuses. Introverts, we love our introverts here. There's a few of you. We love our introverts. But don't hide behind that as an excuse. It's time. I want to challenge you today. If you've never danced in a church before, or in your home watching church before. I wanna challenge you today. Quit standing there with a blank expression on your face, or worse, looking like you've been baptized in pickle juice. Don't be like Michael and sneer at everybody else who's just decided to be free. To your own detriment. It's time to move for your deliverance. If you can't do anything else, I wish you'd jump up and down. 
We've been given such a great salvation. The Bible says, neglect not such a great salvation. It's time to clap your hands. It's time to tap your feet. Some of you having trouble, wiggle a toe for goodness sake. Please just... Do something. Do the twist. Do the freak. The bump. No, don't do the bump. No. A lot of dances in the 70s. Some you can do in church and others you can't. You shouldn't. This is what the Lord spoke to my heart last night. Either break dance or break down. It's your choice. If you're embarrassed to worship and praise your God, it may be because you don't really know Him. This is not about religion. This is always about relationship. The Bible says there is a song of deliverance in which you will get free. And God will meet you at your point of faith. Before we get up and dance, I want you to close your eyes, bow your heads for a moment. If you're here today or you're connecting with us right where you are at home, depression, anxiety has been camped around your house for months. You've been locked down in your pain down in the grime and the gutter, trapped in old habits, old addiction, past sins knocking on your door, getting you to feel sorry for yourself. Woe is me. No, it's time to rededicate your life. It's time to surrender your heart. It's time to say, Jesus, I mean business with you. I wanna know you. I give you my life. I need you in my heart. I don't want to be the hokey pokey. I don't want to be in and out. I need you to settle this issue. Today I make the choice. Everyone here in the sound of my voice, I want you to pray this with me right now. Just say it out loud. Everybody say, Jesus, I need you more than ever. Come into my heart. Change my life. Forgive my sin. Set me free from the inhibitions of my past. Help me now to live for you. Fill me with your joy. Break me free today of all of the chains, of all the pains. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now don't leave. Ushers, lock the door. We're not locking the door. It's not time to go anywhere. I don't, I'll, I'm, I'm with David. I'll look like a fool if I had to. When we started this church 30, almost 31 years ago, and I said, clap your hands, he went. If I said, dance, crickets. I used to have to take, when, back when I wore a suit and tie, I'd have to, I took my tie off one time, tied it around my head, and I said, I'm preaching like Rambo today. And I kicked my shoes off and knocked a ceiling tile out. And I began to run on the chairs. Am I telling the truth? Some of you were with us. Some over people over here, they, they were there. They were there. I said, I will do whatever it takes for a breakthrough. And I'm willing to look like a fool 
because how good God has been to me. Get up on your feet. 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 Come on, Theo, one more time. Put your hands together. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Praise God. I love it. Listen, even my friend Tony down here was going. That's real big for Tony, too. Stephanie will go crazy for God, but Tony, Tony's a little more reserved. But he's tapping his hands right there. My pastor asked me to wiggle my finger, do something. He did it. Go ahead and take your seats. Don't you feel better? Don't you feel better? Come on. You know why you feel better? Because you were born to worship Him. You were born, you were created by God to worship Him and to adore Him forever. To enjoy His presence. To have His power move in your life. To be set free from the shackles. All the junk trying to tie us down. I'm going to say it again. God's church is about to become unmasked. And I don't, I'm not talking about mask for... I'm not talking about literally taking your mask off in some protest. I'm talking about we are becoming unmasked, unmuted, and unmuscled for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We will not be silent. We will not sit back and let, the, let, let this country and this world be taken by darkness. We're going to praise our God and lift Him up because He's worthy. He's worthy. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you.